This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company, leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall, we're going to fight, and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And Footscray are back in front. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. As we discuss Tom Boyd missing his fourth goal in the 2016 Grand Final, I press record and welcome everyone to Danny Boyd, a podcast about the Footscray Football Club. Uh, my name is Danny McGinley and with me, the 12,276th person to play AFL football, Tom Boyd. It's very exciting. I actually don't know my exact number for the Bulldogs, but I think it's somewhere near a 1,000. I can look it up, man. It's all on AFL tables. This is where I just get my useless stats for you. You're 981st player. Yeah, I thought I was close. That's pretty good, isn't it? How good's that? No, we've got a pretty exciting guest today. Um, one very excited. That represents uh, some interesting times for me, um, both from uh, a supporter point of view and also from the other side of the fence as a media reporter and also a Dogs fan. So welcome Mark Stevens in the building. Yeah, great to be here. And in Northcote as well, boys, which is I know, Danny's your sort of home territory. It which is. reminds me of when I first moved to Melbourne, I was living in Richmond and uh, we rented in Turak very briefly in the worst place in Turak. <laughs> this was the way we'd come home, back to Shep up High Street. Yeah. And then cut through past Pentridge and up Sydney and Road. And then up Sydney Road, but yeah. Now that all gets bypassed. It's become trendy. I and know. Just it's went down Separation Street. Not a lot of separation there, mate. Very <laughs> narrow. <laughs> He's complaining about the parking. But it's good to be here. This is Bob Murphy country, isn't it? So yeah, Bob's around the corner. We want to get Bob as a uh, – as a get- I asked Bob because his, his kids go to the same school as, as mine – and I asked him, you know, would you like to come on and, and do what he said, Boyd? He goes, I don't know, the opposition. Because <laughs> they got Barclay the, the Street Bar- We're coming for Barclay Street. Yeah. We wanted to get Jongy as a thing and then they got him as a guest. They're running scared. Yeah, but yeah. This yeah. is unauthorised bulldog chat. We are free yeah. to chat about Barclay whatever you want. Barclay Street's got that. Really, they're embraced by the, the brand, aren't they? Mm. So and the sponsors. Careful, the a bit, sponsors. A bit yeah. scripted, you know. Yeah. Also, it's, it's compromised. Two, it's two players there. You've got, no, you got no outsiders. You know, yeah. that's just inner sanctum. They don't know what the average fan wants. Oh, yeah. we're starting a feud. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the good thing about Danny is he translates some of the problems. Like when, he, when I say something in player speak, he asks the question, like, what does this mean? Yeah. Which is good, I think, for some people. Damn straight. So what we're saying is, everyone, stop listening to Barkley Street. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what we should do? We should all do a Megapod together. Mm. Some like if, yeah. if the dogs make the finals, maybe we'll all do a, a big group live pod Small together. Small bar on High Street that'd suit Bob. Craft this, beer only. Yeah, mm. that's right. Although, and and because we're not uh, enamoured by the sponsors, we could just serve old El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. Mission yeah. agreed. I like CCs. You just like say CCs. CCs. Yeah, yeah, they're they're original, well. mate. Mission just ripped them off. Do yeah. you know, I'm always, uh, maybe you guys know the business structure of stuff, but we're sponsored by Mission. Why aren't there more Mexican themed uh, food trucks around Docklands when we play? Yeah, it'd be a good idea. Yeah, I think it would be. Everyone loves Mexican food. Yeah, Imagine a burrito at the footy. That's perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. good eating. I think probably because 4 and 20 sponsor the AFL or the. All right, all right. I've got an idea. Four and twenty themed burrito. Oh. Work together, mission yeah. and four and twenty <laughs> <Yeah>. collaboration. <laughs> well, uh, so Steve, let's let's start with your story. You grew yeah. up in Shep. How yeah. did you become the uh, the doy? What are you called? Are you chief football reporter for seven? For seven. Yeah, there's yeah. only a couple of footy reporters, but I'm the chief, so that's good. I'll take it. Who are your minions? Tom Brown. Well, we got Tom Brown, Andrew, Andrew McCormack. Um, yeah, so those type of guys. They, and around, do they have to actually do your bidding, or are you just uh, no, no, no. We're, we're a good team. But, yeah, so I grew up in Shepparton. A lot of people assume that I grew up in Altona or something as a Bulldog no. supporter, but just yeah. grew up in Shepparton. Dad was a Bulldog supporter, so I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> His dad was a Bulldog supporter. And my other pop, which was obviously Mum's dad, was a Bulldog. Oh, nice. And a little-known fact as well is uh, I'm related to Doug Hawkins. There's an exclusive. Hey, mm. So really? I had no choice. Well, we're second cousins. What's the relation? Second cousins. He's my grandma and his mum, sisters. There we go. Right. So Does that make sense? Your great grandmother is the same person. Um, as can still, I'm confused, but we're second yeah, cousins. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember my mum used to come down 
from Shepparton and stay with the Hawkins family oh, in, in Barclay Street. They were across the road from, uh, and I remember Doug's dad coming up to Shepparton. He was a bit of a legend, Max. Yeah, so, and yeah. I remember I was seven at the time, 1977, watching Dougie play in a night game. I think it was an Ampole Cup. Ampole I Cup. A chance to stay up before I went to bed. God. Is that a, what, another one of the preseason names yeah. which I yeah. Yeah. remember Ampol. in the first? That's, yeah. that's even before more. T- so Foster's Nat- Cup is the one National I remember. National Panasonic was the other one. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you won wow. a TV if you were best on ground. Yeah, that's right. But no, so I really didn't have any choice. Fair um, enough. Was there was many uh, dog supporters up in Shep at the time, mate. Hardly any. Yeah, I would have and, and so. for a while we moved to Geelong, and I oh had long sleeve Kelvin Templeton number <laughs> on, and I was the only bulldog supporter in Geelong, and we were crap too. It was, it was about seventy nine at that Ooh, stage. Yeah. Oh, it was mm. bad. Yeah. We'd, we'd gone like twenty years without making finals then. Like, yeah. Oh, seventy six. Oh, seventy six. Played an elimination, but the real highlight of living in Geelong and Grovedale was Bluey Hampshire's son Jamie, okay. um, who have now reconnected with, lived around the corner. And Bluey Hampshire lived around the corner. So who, and that was the time he was coaching the Bulldogs. Oh, wow. Player coach. And he was like a plumber. And at times I went around to Jamie's house and Bluey's there and he's blue overalls. Oh, so no, that that's was, cool. Uh, cool. So, uh, and did, were, you, were your journalistic instincts uh, starting off then? Were you like, you know, pressing him for some team selection <laughs> info or anything? Or? Not really. I was just a footy nerd doing books and fantasy footy. I used to cook, uh, kick a little sock around the bedroom and just pretend I oh, was... Yeah. Uh, Kicking it to you know Choco Royal to Simon Beasley that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then keep the ladders, little books. I've still got the exercise books at home, just made up previews and whatever. Oh so. ma- well, uh, can I show you this? My son is going down the uh, the footy nerd uh, angle uh, of of his life. Um, he he does little games in the backyard, and uh, this is something he drew a score wow. worm. All right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> for his, yeah, for yeah, his match. Yeah. I'll chuck that up on our That's socials. That's good, but I used to play dice footy. So the Bulldogs game, Tom, I would play myself with a sock. Yep. A sock rolled up, kicking around the bedroom. Yeah. You know, Brian Cordy coming off a halfback flank or whatever. <laughs> and then, um, so that was played, that game. And at quarter time, I'd then go and do the dice footy. Yep. Obviously, <laughs> six goals, one, one goal, six. And at the end, you'd do the ladder and... Brownlow, and I, 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 this is really nerdy, but mm. I'd do the, um, after that game in my own mind, I'd do the votes for the Charles Sutton medal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put them away in a, in a cup and then sort of, as the season went, obviously I'd forgotten what I'd done. <laughs> so pulling them out was a surprise at the end of the year. So that, did you get armour guard people to come in with <laughs> yeah, the votes? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite, but it was little pieces of paper, and that was an exciting time for me personally to be able to... <laughs> Unveil it. Practice your reading of the names. Probably too long, to be honest. It went on till. uh, (laughs) You did it last year, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to admit when. (laughs) I was just getting towards the high school stage, and I said, "I've had, I've had enough of this." Who who was a winner of the of the Mark Stevens BNF? Brian Royal went well. Nice, (laughs) yeah, good idea. In the midfield, it was a midfielder's award, mate. Yeah, of course, (laughs) always has been. (laughs) (laughs) And where did you do your? How did you do a journalism apprenticeship back then? A um, was it called a cadetship? So I did year twelve, probably underachieved. Um, went to Shepparton High School, where it was, you know, you sort of had a crack, but it was probably, unfortunately, in those days, uncool to be too smart. Oh uh, mm. yeah, yep. I so I got through pretty well. I was pretty happy with the score. I got got into uni down here, Latrobe, for economics, mm-hmm. which I was sort of interested in. Deferred that. Ended up getting a job at the ANZ Bank in Shepparton okay. as a teller. Yeah, uh, for five months, I actually started really enjoying that. I couldn't balance the books there for a while, and I started to balance. So the pressure was to balance every day, mm. and then um, a job came up at the Shep News, and my dad basically forced me to do it. I said, oh, "I'm not going to get that job. You know, I'd love to be a journo, but it's above me." And he forced, he drove me down, and we put the uh, application under the door. And uh, I remember doing the interview process and all these. Graduates and that from RMIT and yeah. Northcote and all these trendy suburbs or <laughs> would coming uh, up and uh, <laughs> hang on, what year was this? Yeah, yeah, probably not at that stage. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the, the Northcote journalists were. Hey, dickhead, give me a job, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I beat him for the job because I think I had some local contacts. The editor was a bulldog supporter. Ah, oh, there we go. That helped, and uh, that's the way I got into it. So I did four years there and then moved. The small but loyal fraternity of Bulldog supporters yeah. helping each other out where we can. Yeah, we Rob re- McLean, he, his name. We really were a ma- we really are a mafia, aren't we? Mm, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's how I got into it. Cadetship, no uni. Um, so it's an old school, like a guy like Mike Sheehan, Mark yep. Robinson. No uni for those guys. Yeah. Robbo started at the Bendigo Advertiser. Oh, wow. 
um, a few journos at the Colac Herald. Scotty Gullen, Colac Herald. What Pete sports Hanley. were you covering? Were you, were you sports or were you just everything? I started with everything, courts, police. They have to teach you everything to start with. They have to knock on the door of the local CIB and ask them what was going on as an 18-year-old, which was pretty confronting. <laughs> yeah, is that, did, they, did they just assume you were turning yourself in? Yeah, <laughs> just, um, they just basically took the piss out of me, to be honest. So I walked in, said hello, and I was too shy to really push them too hard. But every now and then they'd say, we've got a story. It's something you had to do. I didn't really want to really? do it. They were in a little... Portable. Any crimes going on? Yeah, it was scary yeah. for a young bloke to go yeah, into the cop station. So because, you know, six months earlier I was in there forging a, an ID thing to get into the nightclub. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're keeping it pretty low-key. But there was a great guy called uh, Frank Eyre in there who was the reservist at Shepparton. And, of course, he was the father of Damien Eyre. So I remember at that time, obviously, the Wall Street. So it was a tragedy. Oh, it was yeah. one mm. of the stories that happened. While I was covering, uh, they were now. Tom might not know the the Wall Street murders were where some cops got ambushed yep. by yep. some mm. local near do wells, mm. and uh, yeah, there was there was talk of Tragic. making a underbelly series mm. about it. Yeah, I, that's where I've heard of it. That's only the underbelly yeah. rumors. Yeah, so that was a tragic story. Then I, I ended up doing council, local council courts, and then naturally, of course, pushed my way into footy, Goulburn Valley League, and we covered that like the AFL. It was. Uh, you will rostered on for a certain game. You'd go to, say, Tatura, climb up the ladder to the press box and yep. get to meet the locals, the timekeepers, have the afternoon tea and, uh, you know, we'd do our votes. There'd be a young gun player who'd come up from Melbourne. You'd get a profile story in the paper. Mm. Who was your team in the Golden Valley? Lemnos. Lemnos. Yeah, me now, too. Now Shepherd and Swans. Oh, okay. Yep, My granddad too. played there. So, oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Did you play? I played at, uh, I played at Wanganui, um, which was the local school. Shep, I didn't have enough players. Oh, okay. And then went to Shep East. Yep. So uh, the and secondary... Clearly there was dreams of being a player because of Not the Not really, the dreams league. only. And yep. then I decided, <laughs> look, I've got to go and cover the game. Yep. I could have kept playing footy, but I think in the end made the right call. We used to get our petrol money to mm. drive to Seymour or whatever. I learned a lot just going into rooms and interviewing coaches after matches. So it's pretty confronting. I wasn't an outgoing person at all mm. as a young guy and just going up to sort of coaches win or loss... You know, it taught you a lot. What was the first question you would always uh, ask the oh, coach? What do you think of today? Oh, mate, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. wasn't really uh, hard-hitting. There's a guy <laughs> called Nigel Vanderveer at Rochester that was just scary, and he I just avoided him. Yeah. It was just no comment from him. Where's like. the coach's comment this week, Steve? I couldn't find him. Yeah, couldn't find <laughs> him. Left straight after the game. <laughs> couldn't find him. So, uh, And that's why you're so uh, timid these days in the, uh, yeah, in no, the uh, post-match. But I was a shy person. I'm still not an outgoing person by any means, even though I'm on TV. Well, how, 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 where are you getting the bravery to confront Mick Malthouse well, now? Sometimes you've got no choice. Do you? Really? So, uh, yeah, but we, you know, do you have to psych yourself up for the for the? What I mean, we always they, the media always calls it the fifth quarter, mm. yeah. the, the post match press conference. Yeah, they were t- yeah, you had to a little bit at times, but um, I suppose the relationships changed a bit too, right? With yeah, the coaches, yeah. it's a bit more yeah. amenable now than it probably was. I think it's pretty kind now when yeah. you watch the the presses, don't you think? Yeah, it's a few fluff pieces. Mick's well, gone as fluff. Not with Bevo recently. Yeah, Ross but that is was not good. there anymore. He was angry. Ross yeah. Lyon, he was. Yeah, Ross Lyon was angry. He had Bomber Thompson. <laughs> I was doing a lot of his presses after. <laughs> he game. was coming he was down crazy, all the time. Mate. Yeah, no, mate. <laughs> you didn't know what you were going to get, but yeah. now it's James Herb when he was going through could be quite controversial, but now it's. A little bit of a loving, and that unfortunately, Tom, they're not same level, not number of journos, not level. But if you go to a game of footy now, there's not as many journos in the press box, mm. not as many journos in the in the yeah, yeah. in the press conference. It's just a, partly to do with COVID. I think there's been a you know a change where people are more working from home, and also the media industry's got a lot tighter. Oh yes. Yeah. You know. It's changed dramatically, like yeah. everywhere. Is it, have you felt it in the football yeah. circles just as well? No, no one hanging around. Not as many support staff, not as many journos. I was at the game Sunday and there's more club media people than journos. Oh, wow. The Herald Sun, we used to have four journos cover a game like that. Yeah. yeah the so cl- Robbo would do yeah. colour. Someone would do a snapshot sort of column. I might do the news on Melbourne. Someone would do the news on Carlton. There's poor old Jay Clark there on his own on mm. Sunday. So it's really getting tight. Yeah. And when the clubs have taken over content producing in a lot of the different spaces, right? We're just talking yeah. about the Barclay Street pod. Then you've got mm. you know, all of the social media stuff yeah. that is posted out constantly. Little yeah. profiles here and there. Articles were written by the club. It's a, and they're all Dorothy Dixes. They're all just questions yeah, of, are. hey, Bevo, why are you yeah. so great? It frustrates yeah. the hell out of us media guys. I imagine sure. it would. It's just a bit controlled and 
your media manager sometimes that works yep. like for instance if i'm carlton's media manager at the moment so much talk about crips mm. yeah <laughs> oh yeah Did you, you know there's a lot of talk but there's probably people maybe in the car park waiting for him now but in some cases it's a good way tom just to yep i'd, I'd get somebody from carlton to interview him and put something out today to clarify all that yeah but, uh, I, i've seen it work and not work that sort yeah. of hide them away tactic oh. i mean at times it was really useful for me but also i think in yeah. the long term it just made me not seem like a human to some people because they're like we've never yeah. spoken to the kid like they've yeah, never had right. any insight how are you supposed to attach any like human yeah. emotions to what you write when you don't know the human behind the football yeah. and you just presume that they're you, you know, felt you felt uncomfortable didn't you with I remember times, I think, seeing vision of you, say, going for a scan on your hamstring or something. One stage, I think you had a Gucci uh, top on, which was pretty impressive. A fake, a fake one, yeah. Was it fake? Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> some barley, I think. Gucci yeah, with one C. And some I, see, I didn't yeah. even think back to that. That probably wasn't the best idea to wear a Gucci top, even though it was fake. Yeah. But how did you find it as a player with, you, you know, you're injured? Yeah. Um, I felt sorry for Cunningham yesterday. He's come out, he's done an ACL and he's flat and there's people hanging there. I mean, it's pretty tough. Yeah, it? I suppose the, the conflict is always a difficult bit because if if the if you say something and then the club goes through you for saying something and you're like, well, these guys are pressuring me to speak and mm. I was always strong enough to say, like, no, I'm not saying anything to you boys. Sorry, I can't. You know I can't. Like, mm. especially if it was about an injury or something. Um but then, then you get this whole standoffish approach and then you feel uncomfortable leaving the place. Mm. And like I remember being, especially when I was really struggling with my, mm. with my health, that like I'm walking out of the place looking for media people who are coming to you know, ask me questions about my form or why I'm not playing or whatever. And it's just like, you know, it's not a comfortable place to be for anyone. You know? No, it's not. I think personally, if I was a media manager at a footy club, you've done your hamstring, you know you're turning up to Vic House or whatever, I would... What else is the media manager doing mm. at that time? That's yeah, more Sunday morning. Oh, on so a Sunday morning. Um, you know what are they doing? So I would come along and manage that with Tom. And could, uh, could you do like I've I've watched uh, episodes of The West Wing where they uh, you know they're going to do something dodgy, so they have to create a diversion. Do you think media maybe. managers could do that? Just yeah, like you could do a, so, say Boyd, he's yeah, got yeah. a he's done yeah. his hamstring. We want to protect that. Yeah. You get uh, uh, even though you didn't play together, you get Bailey Smith to just come out topless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <and go laughs> I, just, I just don't understand. Yeah. So the thing for me is like so Cunningham is a good example where it's mm. like, look, he knows he's hurt his neck. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a hamstring, the weird thing for me was always like. Why, why are you asking me about it on the way into the scam? I know that. It doesn't know, make sense. And I don't know when I walk out either. I, I haven't know, got the phone call yet. But the, the, oh, the yeah. journo's been told just to get it, something, get him on the way in. Mm. Then he can't sneak out the back door. At yeah. least we've got him. It's just it, it's all a game and at least they've yeah. got a quick grab. I know that you don't know. What yeah, that's, but that's always the funny thing. It's like, oh, oh, how's your hamstring feeling? Oh, well, I'm about to walk in for the scam. It's going to find out. Yeah, I think traditionally <laughs> the Bulldogs have been – Quite fortunate with the car park type of action. Yep. I mean, Collingwood cop it all the time. Oh, yeah. They've only yeah. got one door in. They park. They yeah. have to walk around, go in. Walked Bulldogs now have got like a compound. Secret yeah. tunnel. It's like Johannesburg there now yeah. where they drive in <laughs> and it's almost barbed wire that they go in and, you know, you can't get into the, the players. They've got the gate. Um, It'd be good to play for the demons because they have no home ground, so you can mm, just yeah. go from the either the administrative bit at at, yeah. at Amy Park, or you can go yeah. out to Casey. Well, even better now they're at Casey. So yeah. how often do you see the demons on the news? Yeah. No, no one's it's probably not to good Casey. for the demons, <laughs> but they're winning. Um, mm. But yeah, I think the Bulldogs at times have been a little bit sheltered, and um, mm. you know, I, I don't think it hurts being hit up in a car park. I think my advice to players would be just to have a quick chat. Yeah. And move on. Does anyone ever filibuster? That's where you just answer, you just talk nonstop, but never about the. Yeah, uh, there's been some guys do some crazy stuff. Daisy Thomas once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it, I suppose that, yeah, it's weird, right? Because, you know, in some ways, I think that the answer to this, you know, sort of little conflict that plays is to give a bit more of themselves, but no one wants to be the first to do it. No. And the clubs don't want to be the first to do it. And mm. you're probably making it easier for yourself. I mean, I remember when it changed for me on social media, just being a bit more like available to people mm. and being ready to combat some people who are just abusing me for the sake of it yeah. in a yeah. nice way. So like, why would you think that when I'm posting yeah. about something completely different? Yeah, it's something I mean, you, yeah. you do pretty well, mm. I would say. Your, your yeah. general tone on Twitter in particular is far more amenable than many. Yeah, I've t- I've t- I really think two or three times now before I hit the button yeah. Yeah. on Twitter because it's... And probably doing less because, yeah, you try to be positive. At times I was probably a bit more negative 10 years ago. But you're, you're what? If you sit, and also if you've had a few beers, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, You've yeah. really just got to put the phone away. Mm. Yeah. How, how and then yeah, that's it, it's, it's one really word. It, it only takes one or two words. To right? <laughs> one or two words, it does. Yeah. So you've got to be careful. Yeah. And I think Tom, the way he's opened up, has been great because, to be honest, there was a real mystery about Tom Boyd. Mm. He's Mystif- an enigma. He's an enigma. Mystifying guy who, you know, turned up at the Bulldogs, didn't do a lot of media. Mm. And, um, you know, it, it was a mystery. I remember interviewing you actually before you were drafted. Mm. Not sure yeah, you remember. Like you turned with up the, the surfboard. surfboard. Yeah. On the Gold Coast. So, uh, <laughs> what, were you on schoolies? Or? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go to schoolies. I was getting drafted. I like to get yeah. up there and surf. Because I, I knew, like, we, when you go to the draft, especially at that stage, it's kind of a big deal, the convention, and there was media yeah. people everywhere, and you were getting stopped and asked questions. I got I an like, I'm going for a surf. I was Ooh. pumped. He's Tom. He's got his surfboard. We got the shots. Yeah. And How you doing, Tom? Yeah, good. I'm yeah. going. I'm yeah, going to go for a surf tomorrow so people don't hassle yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. They were all good that's shots. Great. But, yeah, that's, so we, that's, uh, that's where it all started that's with myself right. and Tom. But I... To be honest, I don't think we really did an interview after that, so there wasn't no. a lot of interaction. No, not till I retired, probably. Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't uh, the Bulldogs, and not the most outgoing media club. They've certainly improved. Yeah, so I mm. think they've, they've, the media messaging certainly improved. Is it still Adrian Setti as the media manager? Yeah, yep. Nick Duxon. Yep. So it's definitely improved at the Bulldogs. Yep. I think they're getting more forward in in what they're doing. There was yeah. that guy Dennis uh, who I Bison. really liked. Yep. Dennis Dennis yeah, yeah, Bicer. He yeah. was he was really good when I, when uh, when I was doing the banners in 2017 and the and I think yep. Bevo and the club were cracking down on we don't want any arrogance and stuff. Mm. He was quite good at uh, saying, well what about this idea rather right. than just no. Mm. Yeah. So I really liked him. Well, he's, he's working at Marvel now yeah, at Disney. Disney yeah. He's in Dis- Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's at, he's at Disney and uh, he's having to work hard because as soon as he got there they released the last Jedi which is the worst Star Wars <laughs> film. Yeah. I don't know how you spun that Dennis yeah. but, but well what's done happening, what's happening with your banners because obviously in 16 the dogs won the flag and you're up and running <laughs> he's turning the tables he's yeah, making what, this about what's, us what's stopped I mean I can't see the downside I got a call uh, it was uh, round two of the AFLW season that year I got a call from the uh, marketing manager Ryan some there's a lady her surname was Ryan uh, she wasn't there for long, but she gave me a call just saying, no, we're going to change. Your banners have to be humble. Humble mm. is the buzzword mm. around the club this mm. year, and so we don't want you to mention the opposition. That in we 17? That or was not? it, start of 17, mm. yeah. when we were on top. And I was a bit sort of like, well, of course they're going to be a bit more humble anyway because we're on top. It's hard to – you don't want to punch down with mm. the banners. And then, yeah, got more and more censored that year, and then, uh, yeah, it was uh, cut off. Uh, have you tried to 18. reinvigorate it? To, I've, I've never approached the club about it. I'm pretty sure it's a, it would be a no. Mm. It's mm. a strong uh, no from it. But uh, I, I, to be, to, even to this day, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was uh, Amit Baines coming in and he, he told me it was a marketing change was the official mm. wording. Uh, whereas, you know, other people have said, well, Bevo wasn't happy with a few of them because mm. he was worried it would fire up the opposition. Uh, mm. I, I, I would love a straighter answer. Yeah, I'm just interested in the way the dogs handled the 16, Tom, mm. because... I think there was a family day or something and I think I remember at the time, which is fair enough, but there was, I think, highlights of the 16 premiership mm. running and yeah. I think Bevo actually said, fuck, but you didn't mean Yes. You might want to just take that. We've, we've moved on. Yeah. This is, I think, the season launch, I'm thinking. Yeah, I, and I really didn't like that. Right. I really didn't like that we – because I, I understand – the, his perspective from the players of we mm. don't want to dwell on past We need to celebrate. But as a yeah. fan – yeah. Listen, mate, I have waited mm. my entire life for this moment. You don't get to take that toy away from me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So and that yeah. is the that nicest was the message, wasn't it? We need yeah, to move yeah. on. Which I think is important, yeah. right? I mean, moving on is great. But, you know, you can also draw inspiration mm. from your previous mm. success. Yes. So I think that's probably something we didn't do particularly no. well. Keeping in mind that we also had 16 surgeries post-2016, mm. <laughs> yeah. which is a lot, even mm. for you know an mm. AFL club. And I, I think that a lot of players came in with that sort of – sense of fatigue from the previous mm. year and we needed it we actually started pretty well f- mm. from what I hell yeah what One I always the first tell people. two I think yeah and then I think the we were something like seven up. and four at the turn or seven yeah. and five like yeah pretty good spot to be and that's why I always tell people you just want to be a couple of games mm. ahead of the ledger mm. at, uh, halfway through the season once you hit the bye and there was just this tone I think at the time which was certainly going through the players and the co- it was just like we're just not as good as we were which mm. we finished seventh the year before you know we yeah. had 15 mm. games which is a you know a really good uh, yeah. spot to finish but yeah, it was a. It just didn't have that spark. And yeah. there was there were things like uh, Martin Flanagan's book was supposed to be launched at the club, and then it was. To, like, what happened? I mean, I, I, read I that never book. heard anything about my, that book. I after read that I did book. The, I, tro- I I got through it, but why did that take two years to come out? 
Oh, because Martin's a poet. I don't, no, I don't know yeah. about that. But sort also, there was there was Adrian's Brown, Adrian Brown's movie yeah. Out, Outsiders, which I remember. Uh, Adrian's the executive producer of Front Bar, but he also yeah. makes these documentaries. Mm. And he invited me to the premiere where a lot of the players yep. were. It was at the, mm. the Sun Cinema at Yarraville, oh, no, and I, I watched it all. It was amazing. And I walked out and I saw Eastern Wood, and I was like, "Man, that was so good. So many good memories." <laughs> and he's, and uh, this was at the end of 2017. He goes, "I wish they'd shown us that in July." Yeah. We would have fired right up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. I think it was a real mistake to deny... Because, like, not even the website could say anything about the 2016 Premiership. Like, the the Bulldog shop had, you know, merch, Mm. but there was it was a real mistake, I think. Mm. Well, getting back now, I was just thinking, question for you, Tom, is this team now better than the 16? I look at it. Yeah. Well, I'd I'd like to have Dale Morris. Yes. Obviously, down back. That's one spot. Liam Picken, just for that hard nut. Maybe... the hardness to say at Clay Smith. Yep. But when you look at the rest of it, oh, I, I, and Tom Boyd would be I think we handy. need Tom Boyd. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom Boyd he's, would be very handy. He's doing very well at St. Kevin's. How old are you now, Tom? 25. Uh, See, you, this is when you would be That's in your cruel, prime. That's cruel, isn't it? It mm. just hurts to think about. I, 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 think, um, <laughs> I think they are a better overall side, like player by player. Yeah. If you did a player rankings, they might – um, be the best team in the comp, uh, certainly close anyway. And their midfield's the best in the comp. Mm. I think that's pretty, uh, you know, unarguable. Yeah. But but the yeah the, the magic of twenty sixteen was that we weren't you know the superstar team or the mm. uh, or the, sorry we weren't the team mm. of superstars or the superstar ta- team rather. Oh, it was nice. a pretty amazing um, yeah. yeah year of like just connection with teammates yeah. and just that way we moved the ball. Everyone was on the same page all the time, and we really had a core group of blokes who played well every week. I wouldn't count myself in that. Core group, but there's sort did, of, there were ten peaked. players who were, you were phenomenal. You take us through your mindset when Ruffy went off in that prelim. I mean, because yeah, I sort of sitting up in the press box thinking, "Oh, here we go again," thinking the worst. Yeah, and, you know that for you, that was your moment because there was about uh, I think it was about f- ten minutes in between Ruffy going off before Callum Ward mm. went off. Mm. So even we were, things up, I've got to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in spectacular Zane fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that would have hurt a lot. <laughs> and, like, and they call him Cement Head, yeah, Callum yeah. Ward. If, Cal- if Callum Ward stays on, <laughs> I, I think probably GWS win that. You think he's a six-point swing. You would, yeah, yeah, but when you look at GWS's team, I've watched the replay several times. Yeah, me too. It is a powerhouse. Yeah. On ev- a gun on every line compared to what it is now. That was their strongest side mm. that they could put out there. So, yeah, for sure. And, and just so Ruffy goes off, his eye looks like it's half hanging out. And, you know, you've <laughs> yeah, looked yeah. in trouble for the next week. What your mindset straight away? I didn't know until must have been quarter time when I came off and saw that he was. In. I mean, me and Ruffy were doing probably 60, 40, 70, 30 split at the time, which was working really well for us. Um, and I, I remember seeing him and being like, okay, like I'm going to ruck. But I was kind of, I mean, I was more comfortable against Mummy than Rory because Rory Lobb is like 206 centimetres mm. and super athletic. Now, he didn't spend long stints in there, but I knew it was going to be a long day. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like um, as the game went on, I, I sort of felt like them getting more and more frustrated with how Mummy was going against me. And that sort of gave me a bit of an extra leg, that sort of feeling of frustration from the other team. And then actually, was, again, it was actually Rory who probably put me back in my place a couple of times <laughs> with his jump and his mm. ability to reach. But yeah. Um, I remember at three-quarter time, Bevo coming to me. He was like, mate, are you going to be able to finish this game off? Like, are you going to be fine? I was like, mate, I feel like, okay. Like, I'm okay. Mm. So yeah. wait, hang on, what was he asking you about that? Like, well, were you played, carrying an injury? I come or? off, mm. basically. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And every time they put Zane in there, we lost three clearances in five mm. seconds. Because yeah. Zane's very good at many things, but that, yeah, the whole rock situation <laughs> was a bit much for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, so we're going to learn all about this, uh, Steve. I don't know if you mm. heard uh, last episode, we came up with a plan. And it is, yep. fans are very excited about this. We're going to do a live show. Now we've got to work out the legalities here yeah, uh, yeah, of yeah. copyright issues. But we're going to do a director's commentary of that match. We're going to show it mm. on a big screen. And we're oh. going to get the players there. And we're going to have a few beers, yeah. and no mobile phones are yeah, allowed. Yeah. No one yeah. can see this, and uh, and we're just going to hear what actually yeah. happened that day. I think you should get on stage oh, and ask man. the hard hitting questions as well. Yeah, because that for me, I know that the premiership was just amazing, but the feeling of that being up there for that game was just crazy. Must have been amazing. When the siren, when I tripped, I was up in the seven box. I tripped over some uh, cord, and I was just on my back. I missed. Um, Tory Dixon's oh, shot. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, I don't know if I've said this. I didn't realise till the next day that Tory had missed because yeah. yeah. I was just I crying just so it. much. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the excitement. And, and I've looked back on that replay several times and the other great untold story is JJ gives away a 50 mm. that wasn't paid. I mean, have you seen that? Oh, yes. So yeah. I think it was someone wheeled around. It was yeah, yeah. Whitfield or one of those guys 
He's run straight through. Yeah. Mm. And I'm thinking mm. it's the footy gods. It could have been another There's some Giants fans. Another opportunity. Hate another listening one to of this. these bulldog heartache stories. Yeah. If you look back at it, it was it's definitely a fifty. JJ's run straight through. I, I gotta tell you, when that ball went inside to Coniglio yeah. and he I, when that ball was in the air, I thought we were cooked. Mm. I was like, there's Devin Smith's halfway down the yeah. field. There's not like they're lining up. Yeah. Scully was out there somewhere. Yeah. And then it, he it slips through his fingers and then we get a chance to lock it up. That was the moment I was like, oh. Somehow locked it up. Toby McLean was huge. Libba's handball. It was amazing. So again, people talk about Libba's handballing now. He was the one that flipped it over to Stringer mm. yeah. to, to get him into space. It, so yeah. then, and credit to Jake Stringer. That was a sensational decision yeah, yeah. and pass. That's right. I mean, you, oh, yeah. Jakey. <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally you'd have a shot. There's not many people who could make the distance quick enough to get it to Tory. He was one yeah. of the few blokes with enough power and his kick to get it there. So Yeah, there's, there's been a bit of talk this week about handballs and handball club. Mm. Now, what, yeah. Tom, uh, what is – who's in the – is it a, is it an no, actual no. club or this is it – This was a revolutionary point in, um, in the Bulldogs' history because – we brought in handball club. I think it was off the back of Bevo. Uh, there was ki- a kicking club at Hawthorne. And so we brought it in as essentially as sort of the retrofitted version that suited us. And so Jamie Maddox um, ran it for us. Who's a, the, I think he's a VFL coach at the moment. Okay. And it was all about touch and speed and different types of handballing. And you can see, if you watch our games throughout the year, I mean, Lib is obviously standout, but that you can't teach what he's got. <laughs> but the actual quality of our ability to handball the ball was so what, what did you do? Did you, were you all just in – because there was also a story of um, oh God, uh, Daniel Cross, his uh, yeah. wife, used to just hide, <laughs> hide balls around the house yeah. in cupboards. So whenever he opened a cupboard to you know yeah, make yeah. a coffee, it yeah. would fall out and he'd yeah, have to I'm grab it. I'm not convinced that's – I believe that with Crossy though. Yeah. He's still eating footies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sleeps him. <laughs> yeah. So did you all get together and... No, no, this was a training component. So, you know, afternoon rotations for gym, handball club and, and weights or, or IP and rehab or whatever it was. What's um, IP? IP's injury prevention. Mm. What oh. about craft? That's the yeah. other big <laughs> Yeah, craft. We've got a craft. This is our version of craft. What a load of, of bullshit. Craft's down at the pubs here yeah, in, yeah. in um, High Street. What's oh, I'm that picturing mean? a craft table like at Kinder. Yeah, no, no, like no. you all just make... What's as a craft session, man? Craft's individual. So, for instance, you'll you'll do it in your, your individual position, which is rare. Yeah. So, it'll be forward work or ruck yeah. work or midfield work. So, And, anyway, and what so do you actually do? in? Craft? Well, you might do contested work or you might do marking practice or you might do kicking practice if you're a midfielder and you need it. It's like whatever individual needs you have. Oh, okay. So individual needs is probably a better word for yeah. it. Um, but the, the handball, handball club was huge, wasn't it? it yeah. was, and it's still happening now. Yeah. Lockie Hunter's doing his, and uh, Bont did a handball on Saturday night. It's probably the best handball I've ever seen over yeah. the shoulder. Oh, yeah, Bont's yeah, always yeah. been. He gets power through those handballs better than anyone I've ever seen. Can we join the handball club? Can no, we, it was anyway. Some of them were a little, little dubious. A couple yeah. of flicks over. Yeah, there. well, that's right. Yeah. We got in, started getting tongue. in trouble. So 20, we can't. They can't reverse it, mate. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> there was two things they did to us. They did yeah. the, the flick handball. We yeah. started getting pinged for that, mm. which really hurt us because Lockie is a mm. great example of someone who's brilliant. Lockie used to do them over the head. Libba, yeah. Libba still does them, yeah. but he's such a like fundamentally good yeah. handballer, so it doesn't look too bad. But and then the other one was the third man up. Oh, rule. third that man up was killed us. Mm. It did, and it didn't make any sense. We we want to get get rid of the one person who'd hurt Tippett, which was after the the stoppage. Mm. Didn't make any sense. It was just like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, uh, where did it come from? It came from Ross or Sex. Yeah. Yeah. They were looking after Sandy pretty so much. So we, we used to have, um, obviously, Bond would go up. Um, who else used to go through? Me. Yeah. Boydy, Zane. All times. He wasn't to told to. Dunks. But, you know. any, Dunks. Any of the midfielders pretty much. Libba yeah. did it at times. Yeah. It really didn't matter. It just made it easier for us because I – like I can wrestle someone to stand on the ground if they're ten kilos and five centimeters bigger, but trying to wrestle them to get to the ball is a whole lot harder, especially because we went from two rucks to one ruck yeah. in round two yeah. and never changed for the rest of 2017. Yeah. So, can I just quickly ask about the Norm Smith too? Because uh, Wait, please, this is the standard question. Yeah. Um, has it uh, come up before on this? I haven't listened to every moment, once an episode. <laughs> once an episode. <laughs> oh, okay. We always do listener mail, where, where and you will get some questions soon yeah. from our our listeners. But uh, number one is, uh, was Boydy uh, stiffed for the Norm Smith? Mm. Yeah, I had a toss up. Between he and Pickin, but I, I, I was hoping for Boyd. Just this, it was just a story. It was, it was a symb- better story. The symbolism of it, yeah. And he did deserve it because when the crunch was there, it was the those contested grabs in the third quarter, goals. I think the fourth shot had gone through. It would have swayed mm. everyone. It just faded. Yeah. Did J- did Jack McRae? Uh, does Jack McRae get annoyed that he's not in the conversation, considering he had most possessions that day? I think JJ had most possessions. Yeah, didn't he? he had thirty three. Well, Jack's up there. I yeah. do remember how. Cursing JJ during that game. He's turned it yeah. over again. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Fuck. 
He had a few. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Stringer had a few out on the falls. Yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah. So he, JJ he, he was, was yeah, yeah, he he wasn't his best game, but he was kind of a bit um, unfortunate at that game. Stringer, he was trying to he do was the right ca- thing. He was creating chaos, though, Stringer. Yeah, he and kicked his goal a great was goal. Amazing. That goal was amazing. Last quarter, Pico was amazing. Yeah. But, you know, credit to JJ. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting one. But yeah. have you got a replica at home? Is that true? Someone gave me one. One of those fans gave me one at one stage, <laughs> which was quite good. The real Norm Smith medal, it was called. Yeah, so. it was funny. I was still yeah, I was still sitting – this is true. I was still sitting in my chair after the siren, sort of half stunned. I did send a tweet. I said, Tom Boyd just paid for his entire contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people I talk to about that, so you're kidding me, mate. You know, it's still got years left. And I said, well, yeah, club but this is all flag. gravy. The mm. club hasn't won a flag since 54. Okay, it's pretty good investment. And do, do, do tweets like that, do they, do they contribute to your mental health as in like, uh, you know, everything was always attributed to the money? Well, I, I haven't spoken to um, about this. I don't even know if I said this publicly, but I remember in round one of 2017, we played Collingwood. And in the first 10 minutes, someone was abusing me for earning that much money. And I was like, do you know what happened the last game I played? <laughs> you paid, mate. You paid for yourself. And, and, and that game was really, yeah. that was really rough because that was first game round one, 2017, was against... Um, Mason Cox and Brody Grundy by Oof. myself on a Friday night Oof. with no help. Yeah, and they didn't I put Clokey in the ruck. I hadn't rucked a full game. No, Clokey wasn't playing with us yet. He, yeah, no, he, he, did he play that game? He did play. He, he got that amazing goal from seventy yeah, okay. meters. He, so did. he Which, didn't. He didn't go into the ruck at all. And then my my fiance um, now Anna, she was sitting there listening to these like ten mm. like dogs and um, Collingwood supporters abuse me the whole game. Yeah. And she had like one of her friends yeah. had to turn around and be like. What are you talking about? Yeah. So I just, yeah, I don't it get it. Left, I think the, the club's history is is barren. Yeah, and exactly. It's one day that changed everything, and to, to be honest, you'd pay triple. Hell yeah, what's happened because the club now is well, debt free. Yeah, merchandise, merchandise, <laughs> merchandise covered everything. Flying, mate. There are people mm. uh, walking out with bags full of stuff, and the whole club's changed. Actually, I'm, paying I'm, for it, not just shoplifting back in the yeah, old days. And, and without Tom Boyd, to be honest, that half of footy or well, the second half in the grand final. Damn straight. Not, we're not here talking about uh, mm. you know the, the dogs are still in a hole. Well, yeah. I, I don't think we'd be in a hole. I think the the tide had changed beforehand, especially off the field. Like yeah. right, we, we'd made a lot of inroads um, yeah. with the Peter Gordon administration. Yeah, and then I think that was the. The icing on the cake that really solidified that period of time to being the most successful or one of the most successful periods in dogs history. Yeah, we'd come so close in 97, 98, 99, mm. 09. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching those. Yeah. I'm not oh. as a dog supporter, but I remember watching those yeah. 09, 010. I was just, oh, they were the best team. We were the best team in the comp to yeah. watch. And every year it was like, how, I don't understand. It just didn't compute yeah, why it wasn't going our way. It's stiff. Because, yeah, why I was probably quite emotional in that GWS final, I'd been to seven. Yeah, prelims. Yep, me too. Seven. And I still haven't been to a winning one because yes. I didn't go oh, to GWS. Yeah. So that started in 85. Drove yep. down from Shep. I quit a job at McDonald's to... Really? I'd only just started. You <laughs> just yeah. this. I'm going to the footy. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, and so we only lost that I went fight. to all three finals in 85. We only... We're ahead um, in the last quarter. Simon Beasley kicked a goal against Hawthorne. Mm. We're actually ahead of the Hawks in the last quarter yep. in 85. I think I went through it. Four of the seven – I used to th- overthink these things. Four of the seven prelims were ahead in last quarter. Oh, and, no, and So that's all the emotion came out yeah, that yeah. day. I, I kept thinking something's going to go wrong here. So that's 97, 85, 85 97, 09. 98. 98, no, we were slaughtered in no, 98. No, no. But I'm saying we the ones that were – the ones we were ahead we're in We were in front quarter. in 85. Yeah. Um, 92 we weren't No 97 we were 97 we were 98 we weren't No and the others 08 08 we played very well against yeah. Geelong Yeah and 09 were in front obviously oh, Yeah If Gia had kicked that goal We would have won the flag Yeah Lindsay Gilby had a shot on the left too Which he yeah. normally slots mm. So uh, And then Rewald Topoke won Touched which was touched. It was mm. touched. So under this... Oh, if you score review that, it is so touched. That, that's mm. one of the worst umpired games of Yeah, but I've I don't care seen. about any of that anymore. That, exactly. The grand yes. final washed all that away. Thank you, Tom. I always so, tell yeah. people that when they ask about footy and like as much as I had many issues with being an AFL player and all that sort of stuff, when you talk to someone as a 21-year-old, you've just won a flag and they're talking about the history of that mm. and, and yours is one mm. story. You go back to like the next generation mm. older who mm. have seen... You know, countless losses, and they've yeah. never they've been supported since the forties or the fifties, yeah. and they've never seen success. We were what robbed means, in nineteen fifty three. What oh, it, it means tough. to them, you know, yeah, it's it was just um, a crazy day. The grand final. I went to yeah the London Tavern to start with because I live in Richmond. Walked up over brilliant. the hill. First person I ran into was Robert Gronerweg, the captain. 
Oh, wow. Captain Gronawegan. You know the full story with the captain, I don't, don't you? know. Mid-80s footballer, um, Braybrook royalty, grew okay. up with Doug Hawkins. Yeah. I thought, how good's this? And got to my seat behind the goals at the city end and sitting next to me was Ricky Hawkins, Doug's son. Oh, and I that's thought, destiny. This is Your cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fifth cousin or something now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ricky, I'm not sure what relation he is, but that was destiny. I mm. turned around to my mate and said, we've got this. <laughs> no, That's it just brave. felt right. That's brave early in the day. It just felt – everything was just magical, you know? Yeah. Oh, i got to say it felt – once we'd beaten the Giants, I mean, you could look at it two ways. like, oh, you know, you've played your grand final already, but it didn't feel like that. No. It felt like no one could stop us. I think rolling on and, – and particularly Sydney – you guys have had a good record yeah, against the Swanton. Really, what an opportunity. You've got basically a home game at the G yeah. against Sydney. And the entirety of the Australian yeah. football public, except for Sydney Swan supporters, is supporting us. And even then, a lot of the Swans fans I spoke to was like, if I'm going to lose to anyone, I'm very happy to lose yeah. to the Bulldogs. Now, they'd been through that same experience. We spoke to someone about That's this. That's right. Too, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Will, uh, yep. we did. So anyway, so. we should uh, even start the, Even the up. entertainment was good that day. <laughs> Yeah. Sting. I'm an old policeman, so Sting, mate, it ticked every box. And then <laughs> at that stage, I was working at Triple M, and I'd already had it booked in on the Monday after the grand final. Sting was doing a show in there, five songs oh, just sweet. in front of 20 people. Brilliant. So I wore my bulldog scarf in, had a couple of Heinekens. I'm thinking, how good's this? This is just that's what you want, please. And you know, Vicar and Linda did the national anthem very well. It was yeah. just it was, there was no there was no weak spots. No, it was a, a brilliant day all around. Hasn't been top since. No. Well, and it might later on. Let's let's do the listener mail. Um, these are these are questions. These are actually just questions from me. First of all, uh, how do you find stories now? Do you? How much is it based on rumor? Do you look on mm. social media? Do you just read press releases? Or no, are you, you try not to read too many. Pre- you ring people basically. Right. You, you you build up a contact book, and then every now and then on a quiet day, you just give someone a call. Anything happening? Can you help me out with something? Right. You heard anything? So. And is there is there like quid pro quo favors like so? Say you ring, you know, Tom Boyd's the media manager of the Bulldogs. And you go, look, I know that Bont's injured, yeah. but give me something else, and I won't run it. So not very often, no, not in that way. It used to happen sometimes where you'd have a story. I remember talking to a coach about a story, and he said, "Leave that one alone. I've got another one for you." Yeah. Full forwards just busted his hand. He's out for eight weeks. I said, "All right, we'll go with that one." But that doesn't happen very often. No. It's getting harder because it's media management. Like you've got recruiters, footy managers, you know, player managers is always a good source. Um, media yeah, managers okay. often yeah. help out off the record. That's why player managers aren't so popular at the footy clubs at the moment. <laughs> yeah, they're normally pretty good managers, but m- most of the contract stories get out, don't yeah. they? Before well, I got out before I got back to Australia, so. <laughs> Yeah, which one? The, the, the when I signed with the Bulldogs because yeah. I was in Indonesia. Oh, that's right. It came out before I got home. You're on one of those sort of trendy surf trips off. Yeah, <laughs> trendy. I was living in a hut. Yeah. but I was no, trying to get trend- yeah, but it's still glamping. Yeah, Jared yeah. Healy does those, doesn't he? Yeah. Off at, yeah, yeah. Brad Ottens I ran into over there. I think it might have been that year actually. Real hipster Big stuff, pill. isn't it? Huh? You're gonna be a diehard <laughs> surfer. <laughs> Can't go there anymore, Steve. It's really disappointing. Yeah, it that's is disappointing. I, do I don't really get far out of Seminyak when I go there. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah but no, it's a, that is. We may never get back to Bali. Mm. Apparently, it's is it bad? Well, it's hit rock bottom over there at the moment. Mm. I mean, we'll be back. Well, hopefully, we get back. But uh, no, that's where the story's coming. That's where the story's It's knowing coming. people. And it's getting to know people. And my, a lesson to the young journos would be if there's a press conference on and they're standing around asking questions of somebody, some boring person in front of a stand, just go to the side and have a chat to someone else from the club yeah. off to the side. Mm. Get to know him, have a Who coffee. don't have their him. guard up. Yeah. Oh, not so much that, but sometimes they can slip something out. And mm. Oh, you even just getting to know them, obviously, is useful. Getting right? to know them. And uh, at okay. times, in particularly TV journalism, the young journos don't get a chance to do that. They're running around from jobs. Yep, Might of be Ling Jong in front of a boring media banner and then off to someone else and they don't have time for that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not to put down Lin Jong, we love Jong. No, we love Jong, yeah. We no, need to get brilliant. him on the show, don't we? Hell yeah. Well, he's, he's on Barclay Street, but we'll get him. We'll yeah. get him. Yeah, yeah, it'd be far better here, unauthorised. Damn straight. So um, I want to know which uh, which story that went out to the public, which, and now not, not of your stories, I mean of yeah. all footy journalism, you don't have to name and shame mm. Collie, which story has gone out there that you know to be false? Like, is there a well-known footy story that's just blatantly not true? I don't think there's too many. Mm. Oh, really? They most get torn apart pretty quick if they are. They get torn apart. It's the most accountable industry that there is. Really? But you watch mm. shows like Footy Classified and they're just... Yeah, but they're not story... I mean, yeah, they're opinion talking, pieces. They're, they're, it's it's 22, two minutes of sort of opinion that can be proven wrong. Mm. But when there's a news report on oh, the news okay. or in the paper, in print... 
very rarely proven wrong. So and, that's the spin. You're just making an opinion. Yeah, opinion, opinion, sort of newsy opinion. Um, yeah, and okay. Piecing together a few facts. Piecing together a few facts and it disappears into the ether where mm. it's in print or even on TV. It gets saved, obviously. But last week was a case in point with Patrick Cripps, back mm. page of The Age. Yeah. Is this the, the broken back? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Michael Gleeson, good guy. He wrote that. Yeah. And well, did, uh, I, I read it and I said, well, that's true. Yeah. Because he doesn't make that shit up. And he knows the people. He's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's obviously talked to... Similar people around, as I said, it'd be player manager, it could be someone like that. And then David yeah. Teague tried to shoot it down. And he said, Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time, that stuff gets leaked because they're trying to defend a player, yeah. right? It's usually mm. in someone from the players' camp, yeah. let's say, who going, Look, Patrick Cripps is one of the best players in the comp. He's not playing that well at the moment because. Right. Mm. And unless, unless it's not, you know, so like Dale Morris having a broken back, no use leaking that because no, he was no. playing fine. We did it after the game. We did it after yeah. the game to make him look like a, a bigger hero than I people interviewed knew, him after right? The game. Uh, I interviewed Chris Hemsworth after the game. Yeah. How did he play? <laughs> yeah. How did he go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon he would have done all right. I was standing in his day. presence, but I never yeah. spoke to him. Yeah, yeah. He did a live interview with us in the news. He was polite. He said, yeah, well, you know, I can't yeah. put on his voice, but he said, yeah, you know. Did you do it as Thor? I said, I've even got Thor. The Bulldogs are superheroes, and I've got Thor next to me. Yeah, yeah. Him in. I am I am Thor, son of Odin. Yeah. I have made the Bulldogs win. So, yeah, that was a highlight. We went live with Thor, and then I went and had... I wonder if Hemsworth's listened when to this. When had two crownies. Do you reckon he's um, listened? Out of the players. I'd say he's a bit too busy to listen yeah, yeah. to this, mate. Ah, come on. Hemsy, if you if, if you want to be on, yeah. mate, we'll talk. That was a great day. So I had two of the crownies out of the players' stash. Oh, and then nice. went and interviewed Dale Morris half an mm. hour later. It was amazing in the rooms there. Yeah. It'd be good to be, rewind it. Yeah, once it settles d- down a bit, it's... And do it again. It was just sort of a blur in there. Yeah. And it'll never be that good. Like, when we do win another premiership, it'll be great... But it won't oh. be that, that drought break. It'll be pretty one. good, I reckon. I think it'll just be the same, mate. Yeah, let, let's really. find out. Well, it might be too <laughs> let's long. Let's just win it this year. Yeah. It won't be too long. <laughs> and to flip side that uh, that question about um, false stories, which true story did you know about the longest before it was public? <sighs> you put me on the spot here, actually. Yeah, well, I might, you know. we might need to just. I might need to just think in the back of my mind because there there are a few. Yeah. All right, sweet. Well, okay. I know, I know one. Great. I've got one. I've, I've got a few. And I sat on it, and I, I, I can't say the F word, but I stuffed it up. <laughs> and it was a great story. A guy rang me and said, Sam Mitchell's going to West Coast. Oh. I said, you're kidding me, aren't you? How long before trade we're talking? Him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three or four days before. I made a couple of calls, but I thought, there's no way that can be true. And then, of course, bang, someone else yeah. has gone with it. So that's one, one. one yeah. story. I, I knew that David Teague had signed. Oh. Uh, when the Teague train was rolling a lot bit smoother than it is now, I was yeah, in a yeah, car yeah. park at Carlton doing something and someone from Carlton, he pulled me over in the car park and said, Steve, oh, yeah, he's got it, he's got it, he's got it. I've seen wow. some stuff in there. I've seen some stuff. So these, these people want to share information with you. What's in it for them, sharing that information? Oh, they can't help themselves. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> they, they're excited. You can tell. That is he, great he said, Steve, I've seen some stuff. I've seen yeah. some stuff, mate. That's said, the voice, isn't mean? it? What do you mean? I said, I can't say. But it turns out he'd seen Teague doing his... Um, Interview for one of the web yeah. guys, you know, all those hard-hitting questions in there that yeah, he was yeah, getting yeah. for the press release in front of a train or whatever he was doing, so all the PR stuff. So I thought, great, it was four o'clock in the afternoon, this one's going to hold, I'm already at Carlton, we'll go with it, at, you know, when I, I rang the office and I said, well, we'll hold it for 6.45 and then 6.15... <laughs> Oh, bang! Damn it, Mickey Gleason at the age. Damn fact. <laughs> so yeah, that's how stories come. People yep. like telling you stuff, mm. and that was a Carlton staff. Uh, oh, they want you to know that you they know something you don't, and they can't tell you everything. But it's definitely happening. Oh yeah, but some of the sources are very rarely wrong, mm. and that's only just two little examples where yep. you, you kick yourself. Yeah. Have you ever? I also probably should have gone harder on Dusty staying. Mm. At Richmond, so you because knew I went to happening. New Zealand. Well, you went to New Zealand just to chat to him. Yeah, well, no, yeah, we're over there with Dusty, and he, I just knew what was going on. I'd, I'd sort of done a half a deal, saying, "Look, we'll just hold off on it," and it just it got yeah. knocked off. And but you just yeah. go to New Zealand. So you went. You, you, how long were you in New Zealand? Uh, 36 hours or something Yeah Still, oh, it, was a, a, it was a funny job It was we a were, 10 minute chat to Dusty and No then it wasn't got, 10 minutes oh, right. No we had to be there the, He was flying to see his dad to make his decision Yeah It was my job to be at the airport <laughs> Waiting yeah. for him So yeah, he so turned doesn't up. sound enjoyable at all No he had his headphones And we're under pressure We're flying all the way to New Zealand yeah. To get this guy So we couldn't stuff it up And 10 minutes That already landed 
and we're standing in the arrivals area and two security guards came up, two lovely ladies, and they said, look, you can't be in here with your cameras. Oh, no. <laughs> so I think we're in trouble here. We get a chance get to get the kicked iPhone out. <laughs> well, chance to get kicked out before we even get the job done. And I said, no, we've spoken to um, 10 News Auckland or something to the chief of staff there and they've okayed it and we're just here. And, you, and, and was they, that true or is this No, you? it was all rubbish. Nice. Yeah. So they nice. went away and to verify. <laughs> in the meantime, Dusty walked out. And so did we you, got did he, No, he didn't talk. He had his headphones on like you've got on now, those yeah. sort of dorky-looking ones. But, uh, yeah. They came up. Yeah. These are these are uh, nineteen seventies ones. These ones, yeah. Ones, yeah. Well, he had the beats or something on, and then I spoke to Ralph Carr as he came through, and then we did that. That was a big story, but yeah, I I, I did it on that, and that one got knocked off too. Um, anyway, oh, we move man. on. What do you do when you catch a colleague sensationalising? Uh, is, is there like I, I guess if they yeah. were in your team, you'd probably have a chat. But what do you do if like someone from Channel Nine just is? Yeah, you give them a bit, make a bit of a joke about it. Most people. There is a bit of mayo put on stuff for sure. Yeah. But my advice to the journos is always take 10% off the story, not add 10%. Nice. If that makes sense. Yeah. Just too many journos probably throw an extra 10 on and that's when you get into trouble. And you don't leave anywhere to go then. No, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Just wheel it back. And then you get a you secondary know? story probably. Yeah, yeah. and particularly if you're talking about a player's contract, so if you're signing on for could be, you know, 800, just say more than seven or, yeah, you yeah. know, just yeah, – okay. Take ten percent off everything. So what you're listening, listeners, uh, everything Steve O says, add ten percent. <laughs> yeah, 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 add twenty. <laughs> but leave some wriggle room. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. Too many guys push too hard and mm. it blows up. The story's still correct. Yeah, um, just take take some mail off. All right. This is a question from Kyle KP twenty three. Uh, has there ever been a story that, as a journalist, you wanted to run, but as a dogs fan, you didn't? Oh, there's probably been a few. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we lose. Huh? <laughs> Whenever Never we lose, lose, having to report that we lost. <laughs> yeah, well, I, in Tom's situation, obviously, mm. it was a very sensitive one. Yeah. And like When are you retired? Or? Reti- uh, yeah, the retired and his issues as well yep. and health issues. Taking time out and all that. Time yep. out. Like, I knew that Tom was struggling with these issues. I, I, I didn't report it. In the mm. end, it was – I can't remember how it was released in the end. Oh, I did something that got released – Post more like probably six months later, but really it was it was a big story. Mm. But you're grappling with that, obviously, with Tom's mental health, um, how, how you deal with that issue. So well, I knew for several months at Tom, and I, having spoken to people at the club, I virtually knew that Tom wouldn't play AFL again. Wow. Just the way in your own mind, you you had that feeling, didn't you? In your own mind, yeah, well, I did. I ended yeah. up playing again the next year, but. Um but yeah. at, at the highest level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I played two, in 2018, I played another 15 yeah. games or something. Yeah. And I played, but that was that was it, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I knew that I wasn't enjoying the game much, that's for sure. But that was a tough one. I mean, I, I didn't even come close to reporting that, mm. but I had people ringing me saying, you've got to go with this story. And, and there said, hadn't been many, I suppose there hadn't been many mental health stories, really, no. from current players. That was probably one of the first, right? So yeah, you can't. Trailblazer. So really, you have to show respect for that. I mean, mm. you can't. I don't believe you can break that story unless it's Tom sitting down talking about it. Yeah, yeah, good call. Do you agree with that? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, the club released a statement, but – and the other one was that – so the club released a statement that was true because I'd okayed it, mm. but they initially said, like, oh, do you want to just blanket it up with injury or something? And I was mm. like, it just didn't feel right at the no, time. No, that's like, – that, you can't blanket and then you, things. And, so. then you, and then you put yourself in a compromising position. You're like, I don't want to report the mental health that is – that's the reason – but also the club is clearly not being fully transparent, mm. which makes journalists want to know what's actually yeah. going on. And then I was like, why don't we just be honest with it? Yeah. And I what, think that was handled really well in the end. Mm. You normalised it. You, you did, mean, a, did you began. do a web chat? Uh, I did uh, something for uh, Gaz's thing later in the year, um, Insight or yes. whatever it's called, Exclusive yeah. Insight. And then I also did – I ended up doing something for Headspace, which was um, yeah. quite big on television for a while. Yeah, I so. saw that. It, um you can't – yeah, it's a message to clubs. You can't cover things mm. with false stories. It yep. blows up. So, yeah, it does, uh, for sure. But there has been a few other doggy things. I, I know a lot of doggy stuff that – Anything you want to break well, exclusively nothing, only, right here? There are only little things that you think, well, there's no point in running with that in the cases. You, you're best to keep your powder dry mm. for the big stuff. Yeah, and you've got a good relationship with the club. So. Yeah, yeah, you've got to – 
It might be only little selection things, you know. He's starting as a sub or he's doing that. But yeah, are you really saying? Did, did you know beforehand that Bont wasn't on the bench on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Who put that team yeah. in? Yeah, I don't know. I think Bevo was just having a laugh. I don't think in, so. Uh, I reckon that was like I reckon some of up. your banners were smart asses. I, I actually looked at that. <laughs> if I was Bevo and I that I hadn't done that, I and and say if I was Ken Hinckley, I would have put that on the board and said, "Look at these smart asses." Mm. Oh. Don't you think it was? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, it was either completely in error or it was, you know, a subtle jab at some point. It was a subtle jab, so <laughs> how good are we? Yeah. Look at it this. Doesn't stri- it strikes me as a, as a misstep, but I don't know. Hey, we won. It was all good. We won. We started well. We, mm. uh, yeah. So, and, so, and when's the comeback on, Tom, by the way? I've got to ask that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you asked me that last time we spoke. You're like, oh, I won't put it in. I won't put it yeah. in. No comebacks I didn't for me, put mate. It in. Yeah. I'm very certain that I, um, I won't be playing again. The mid season draft. Yeah, a few teams need tall players, but not unfit tall players who aren't. Yeah, Tom is not available. (laughs) Uh, I am, however. So if anyone wants to, mate, it's great to see Tom up and about and happy and playing. Mm. um, Absolutely. How is it? How is? Because it'd be tough to get a kick at that level, and the delivery's not there, is it? it? It's not. You know what? I put it down to because sure, there's delivery issues. There's it's the grounds. They're shaped circular because they're all sub district cricket grounds. Yeah, you play with this mud pitch. So all that happens is the defenders kick it to each other around the arc 15 yeah. times a game. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much the flavour of yeah. playing. Um, and then, yeah, look, I obviously have a few extra defenders around me and stuff. <laughs> We're going well. We're 5-1. So yeah, they yeah. are. We've been sort of limping over the line, but that boys played particularly well on the weekend against OMs. Yeah. Go the school. Not that I played, but... How does it work down there? There's obviously no money, but obviously people are helped out with career opportunities. Depends on who you are. I mean, I don't... I didn't ask for a job. Yep. So if you ask for a job, it's a lot easier, but um, they, you know, connect you with businesses and might work. That's great. He gets free sausages at the Sausage Sizzle. Right, yeah. I got a free dinner the other night, first one of the year. It was pretty good. But I came in really late, so it was all cold, so (laughs) that's why they gave it to me. All right, a question from Maddie Malta on Facebook. Have you ever used your status as a journo to leverage access into the doggies in a sanctum when clearly you were just doing it as a fanboy? Uh, not really. I uh, mean, it just sort of happened. Yeah, sometimes Rocket Eve was great to me. I used to get in a lot of access there inside the box and whatever for stories. In the box, great. Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, I mean, I keep a fair distance from Bevo and those guys. Yep. Bevo's a harder guy. Like you say hello and a bit of a chase, a harder guy to get to know. Yeah. Than uh, say Rocket Eid and uh, who, who was very friendly with the media. So there's not a lot of inside access, unlike yourself who seem to be hosting every room at every game. Yeah. I, I go oh, yeah. on top dogs and then he's running off to yeah, interview yeah. some I'd hate to see the, the well hopefully the, the wage bill's gonna be big for the marketing at the dogs. Damn straight. Right. <laughs> I, I do top dogs player sponsors. And I, I was doing past players, but I think uh, Kevin Hilly is doing that now because he, right. he he remembers them a bit yeah, better yeah, than yeah, me. Yeah, well, say. you didn't know Robert Grunewick, and I'm flat about that. I'm um, still shaking my head. I was head, born mate. in '82. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but you need to Google him <laughs> and, and get him on the show because he's big in Tassie. All he's right. got some great stories to tell. He also got into trouble in a team photo once. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll save, we'll save it for that episode. Part of, yeah, there was something. <laughs> Flopped out. <laughs> All right, we've got to wrap up soon. Uh, another question from uh, Pamela Scott. She just wants to know how you are. You've had the, the health scare? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good now. So, yeah, it's six or seven weeks on and uh, had the op. And so, ba- bowel good. cancer, what was the... Stage one. Mm. That's the good one? The good one, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, there was cancerous uh, tissue or whatever in there in, in the wall. So, they've taken 20 centimetres of the colon out. Yeah. Mm. Which sounds a lot, but I think you've got 1.2 metres Okay. So, and what was the symptoms like? What should we? What, well, what we... I felt well. It was yeah. bleeding basically. So, okay. yeah, which is not a pretty thing to talk about, but just because yeah. you, you're quite healthy, you're vegetarian. Uh, pescatarian. Oh, okay. So, it sounds like wanky, doesn't it? But no, I hate saying pescatarian. I eat a bit of fish, mate. That's it. And veg. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I had some heart issues through my family, so oh, okay. I thought I've just got to give it my best shot here. And um, so I don't eat meat. Yeah. Well, I, I still got it. So that's a hereditary uh, issue for me. Yep. Obviously, the so my granddad had uh, bowel cancer. So yep. yeah, and, um, and uglier not to talk about. Obviously, yeah. extraordinarily important. So oh, yeah. well and, done. And I've been uh, there's been a great response to it. A lot of people have sort of said they've been checked and whatever. Mm. So thought you handled it particularly well, mate. So. Uh, thanks, mate. Well, you you know it's tough. Yeah, absolutely. There's no it's point pretending like this stuff's not going on. So. Yeah. 
No, that's right. So I had to disappear for a while, and particularly sort of when you're on the TV, people think, where is he? So in the end, it sort of it, it put the message out there and explained to everyone where I was, plus mm. obviously helps people out. Because, yeah, um, absolutely. Get checked. Yeah, I was, I was lucky that going into surgery, there was 10% chance I had stage three, basically, which would have meant uh, uh, chemo and all that, so I'd still be off, but we've, we're done now. Uh, I'd have the colonoscopy every year. Yep. Uh, one year coming up and then three years. The prep's no fun for that, by the yeah. way. No, my, yeah, my dad's huh? had a few, and uh, you got to you got to take take this drink Cowardice. and clear everything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and the yeah, great yeah. thing though about a colonoscopy, my dad loves doing this joke. Is uh, you always I pick him up from the hospital and I go, "How was it?" He goes, "As much good as that was. Might as well shoved up my ass." <laughs> yeah. He loves that joke every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they asked the first time colonoscopy I had. They said you're clear in the bowels, mate. You've left nothing to chance. Let me tell you, there's nothing. <laughs> It's basically water by the end of it. It's not good. So, uh, yeah, but it's a cleansing thing. But, yeah, message out there. Like with bowel cancer, there's no real symptoms. I wasn't feeling – apart from the obvious symptom I just mentioned, there's no – you don't feel unwell. Mm, It doesn't come up in blood tests, I don't think. So you've just – the only way to get it's a colonoscopy, so – well, yeah. Do go get checked. Any yeah. any symptoms? You know they're not gonna they're not gonna yell at you if you if you're healthy. It sounds like a Sons of the West Health program. Well, you know yeah. we, maybe we're, we're all maybe part of that. Do that. Yeah. yeah, that's. I've a done good a few jobs with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. One last question. One last question. We're over an hour. We always said we wouldn't go over an hour, mm. but here we are. What story would you most like to break? <sighs> this is, you're asking me some hard ones. I needed time to think about well, this. You know, you're on the other side of the hard hitting yeah, journalism yeah, that's right. stuff. Well, I think the biggest story would be a merger. Mm. Oh yeah, Who would or, like re- or relocation, relocation yeah. like the Fitzroy Bulldog story. When you look back on that, the how big was that front yeah, page huge. paper? The relocation, or or imagine a hidden document, you know, where North and uh, yeah, some of yeah, the yeah. or North, had, had North are going it. to Darwin to be the Northern <laughs> Territory Kangaroos, yeah. and uh, Melbourne are going to Tassie yeah. to be the Van Demons. If that happens yeah, yeah. in the near future, Steve. I hope you break that story. That would be <laughs> wouldn't it be good? I think that's that. the they're the biggest. And actually, um, the Hawks and the Roos are merging to be called Hawth Melbourne. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. what I spend my time thinking yeah, about. Yeah, send them down and tell you together. <laughs> Coach good. sackings are always good. Yeah. I've had a few of those. Um, yeah. It was just, I got the <laughs> Good except for the obvious. <laughs> yeah, the, I, got, I got the inside word on the Brendan McCartney one, which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. I didn't. So uh, someone, <laughs> no one told me. About I got that a call at work. A similar voice, Steve. You better get yourself down here, mate. There's something going on. Oh, really? He's just gone into the office. I think he's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a tough. I, I just got in the car and started heading there, and I thought, yeah. By the time I got there, and do you? I felt sorry for him, but yeah, it was uh, pretty you, quick. When you're doing those stories that hurt you as a dogs fan, do you just disassociate yourself, or do you just put your your game face on? Oh, you put the game face on for a coach yep. sacking. It's, yeah. it's self-explanatory, and uh, mm. yeah, someone. It's really <laughs> it's a cruel day. It's really oh, yeah. a surprise, is it? The coach yeah. sacking, like. You know it's coming at some point, probably. Yeah, yeah, but it was just a weird call. Get yourself down here, mate. Because yeah. we had the feeling it was sort of happening, but you know, and I felt I did feel sorry for Brennan. Yeah, was, I don't think he gets the credit for no. the 2016 Grand Final because he's just not mentioned at all. But he built up. He the started that hardness. sort of clearance hardness. Yeah, um, you know, didn't he? That Numbers around the ball. Yeah. The, the contest the inside mids did very well all right we should uh, wrap up steve is there anything you want to plug i mean obviously we should watch channel no. 7 news watch channel 7 news read the herald uh, are you still in the herald sun no not in the herald uh, sun d- barkley podcast is pretty good the barkley <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say send steve some nice tweets but you don't have to anymore no no i don't get many nice ones <laughs> no no i noticed that but no. you are such a nice guy on twitter i also i've, I've churned on twitter i've changed well i've come to my senses at times mm. i used to Early on, I remember I had a crack at Matt Suckling once when he was a Hawthorne bloke for oh, just yeah. showboating too much with his kicking, which was probably correct. But mm. and then he did his then he did his knee the next week, and I felt really bad about it. And we ended yeah. up having a chat about it. You know, I, so. I think you do a wonderful job of uh, admitting people who have made mistakes and fixed them. Like yeah. David Teague this week, for instance, was it's good to see the human in there. Good that he did that. Yeah. But Teague's media advice in the first place. Probably wasn't briefed on what to say, so he had to. Yep, he had yeah. to fix that. That's a good point. Uh, but no, no other shows to plug. What Bob right. used to be called Bird in a Cage or something, didn't it? Freedom right? in a Cage. Yeah. Oh, what right. did that mean? I don't know. I don't That's know. just too Northcote for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, 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 it's not Warrigal, that's for sure. <laughs> Freedom in a cage. As a Northcote, um, uh, you know, Barclay it sh- Street podcast should be called the Barkley Street Podcast, yeah, mate. Yeah, but he's never invited me on to that one, so it's a pleasure. I was be supposed to be the host. That was another thing I got uh, yeah. removed You've from duties from. You've got some baggage from. there, haven't you? A There's little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you but you're such a good guy. <laughs> this is the point I was going to make. Yeah. Um, is uh, uh, you, there was a fake Steve O account? Oh, that's right. Yeah, set yeah, up was. on Twitter. He's a couple. disappeared. Yeah, um, I actually know who the bloke is. I used to really? play footy with him. And uh, this is the thing. But check yeah. this out, Boyd. He, this is why it's disappeared. He yeah. screenshotted DMs and leaked it on Facebook. He screenshotted DMs because Steve O took it in such good humour. They became friends. I followed friends. him. I yeah. said, "Where? Yeah, we became friends." <laughs> <laughs> they started sending each other Def Leppard videos. No, but he knew too much about me. I don't know where. I thought it was someone who knew me closer than that no, because no. he knew too much. He's just like a big fan of but your why music. Why has he gone quiet? Uh, oh, he just deleted the account. He said, it's, you know, you, you took it in such good grace. Yeah, it was oh, not fun right. anymore. The parody didn't work. <laughs> I'm offended because, you know, it's a bit of a thing to have a right. parody account, yeah, mate. thick and thin, I reckon. Like Tom Brown's got one. Oh, I'm sure he's got a few. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a feather in your cap. Tom Bland, Brown. Translator, actually. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he is a bit robotic. No, but it's great Brown. to have a parody. He's not robotic. He's doing a good job. But it's great to. Have, it doesn't hurt to have a bit of parody. And I used to follow. We'd message each. Yeah. yeah. On, on the Twitter. So yeah. You said you you were spoke uh, when you saw the killers. Right. Yeah, yeah. We better. Uh, we should catch up. All right. Time. I'll put. Well, his name is actually Lee Matthews. Yeah. I've, I've, I've outed you, Lee. There you go. Right. Okay. No, it was it's a, not a lethal. But, no, uh, not the lead. That'd I be. I was awesome. wondering where he went. All right, I'll, I'll put you guys in touch. Yeah, uh, Boyd, do you have anything to plug? When can we? Uh, uh, no, we, nothing at the moment. Um, yeah, same old mate. Yeah, sweet. Uh, I'm around comedy clubs in uh, town. Uh, my other podcast, they came to play, where we just talk about other footy. We got Marty Sheargold on this week. It was uh, exciting. Celebrate yeah. the Kangaroos win. So it was uh, all good. But uh, yeah, thank yeah. you. And how the gigs are going? Well, mate. Yeah, yeah we're back to getting back to normal. Like uh, yeah. all throughout comedy festival, people were just uh, really excited to be out and about. Oh, it was great. And yeah. now we're getting people who are a bit bored. Myself the, included. I yeah. was very excited. I went oh, to you're one, excited. Yeah, I yeah. thought you went bored. Yeah. I went to one show. Yeah. Of, uh, who'd you say? Oh, who was <laughs> Not Not McGinley. No, he's well known. American guy who lives Arch here Arch Barker? Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Arch is good. How could I forget that? No, he was good. Different. He's strong. Yeah. Strong, yeah. All right, we'll talk about this off air. <laughs> right. Thank you, everyone, and I hope your team wins. Go dogs! Riding on past where the doggies play. Oh. I'm on my own. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by Eight Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook. Eight Star Energy. Says I'm grinding and grooving when I go Fast way